it is time to strengthen your faith. Deepen your understanding of the Word of God. Move from poverty to prosperity and rest in the wealthy place. Join Dr. Osara Emafai, the lead pastor of the Lakeview Foursquare Gospel Church, Lagos, Nigeria, and founder of Ed John School of Management, and alumnus of Oxford University, Kernfield University, Hertfordshire University, and University of Lagos. One informative, educative, and impactful program, Wealthy Place. I want to thank you for hooking on today to the worthy place and I want to welcome you to today's teaching on the difference between assets and liabilities. So many Christians and so many people do not actually understand the difference between these two and because of that lack of understanding they live a life of mediocrity. They don't, they don't actually live in the beauty and the provisions of God. They are unable to use their talents. They are unable to use the skills God has given to them. And when God said, I give you the power to make wealth, uh, that was so that his covenant with you can then be established and can then begin to manifest. It doesn't really happen because of that lack of knowledge. You know, the Bible talks about my people perish for lack of knowledge, lack of wisdom, lack of vision. So, financial literacy should actually start properly defined from understanding the difference between assets and liabilities. You see, everyone owes it to himself, and I really want to tell you, because I'm not an expert in this area, but I have learned so much in reading Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Particularly chapter 3 of that book, where the difference between assets and liabilities, the difference was dramatized. And this is where financial literacy begins. Knowing the difference between assets and liabilities. So the amount of financial literacy that one requires is directly proportional to the amount of wealth that you desire. So can you let me get this, put this point again so you get it right. The amount of financial literacy that one requires is directly proportional to the amount of wealth that one desires. So because I've Share with all that the wealthy place is a place of supernatural abundance and where there is an overflow of the glory of God. So, wealth is just in there. So, basic understanding of, for instance, basic understanding of accounting, of law, of marketing, of all this, they are desirable. They are desirable, but more importantly, it's actually the skill to know what is asset and what is a liability. Difference between asset and liability. If you want to be welded, what this man said, Kiyosaki, is that there's one law, one. And it's the only law. So, in other words, if you understand this one rule, and it's the only rule, you single mindedly focus on it, that will make the difference between you. 
living a poor life or being wealthy under God. So it can look very simple, very simple. Most people in life, no matter the level of education, some hold PhDs and all that, no matter the level of scholarship, never get to know the difference between asset and liability. What the rich people, what do they do? They acquire assets. Poor people and middle class, they acquire liabilities. Let me just give you an example. I was invited to Scotland by the Nigerian professionals, the top engineers, water engineers, medical doctors and all of them. They invited me to come and speak to them on a topic related to this in the night. And I took a scripture in Proverb. It was just one scripture. And that scripture we walked on throughout the night. As we got to the morning, many of them were crying. Because what they thought were assets were actually liabilities in their lives. If you see some of the biggest cars in town, some cars I never saw before, the kinds of things I saw. And these things were killing these people. Engineers, water engineers, medical doctors, physicists, lecturer, professors. They were living on the fringe of life. Because they didn't know the difference between asset and life. So, so they bought a big car, and this big car they bought, you know, find these people, they bought very big cars, huge amount of money. Let me just give for the purpose of this discussion, they bought a car for 50,000 pounds. And their own income per year is maybe 24,000 pounds. And they're going to pay that car for five years. Now, the owners of the car company themselves were driving a car of 5,000 pounds. Small, small car. If you come to Britain, small cars, 5,000 pound car. That's what they're riding. But they are the owners, the shareholders. So, and they bought it with their cash. They are not owing anybody. And so these other people, every single month, they pay two, 200 pounds, 300 pounds, you know, on, on, on the car financing. And another on this thing. So at the end, in five years, there is nothing to show for all struggles. They didn't know. And they were calling those things assets. But they were actually liabilities. So I, I just thought I should start with that. The rich people acquire assets, the poor people and middle class acquire liabilities. And they think that they are assets. So to be rich, you must be a trader until a seed is taken away from your hand and it dies, he cannot transform to wealth. So to increase, you have to decrease. But let me come back to the issue of what Kiyosaki was talking to us about uh, asset and liabilities. Asset generates income. For you to know the difference. What does asset do? It generates income. So if I bought a car, I went, I used a loan, I bought a car, I'm riding that car. And I'm the one spending on it. It's not an asset. For the poor people, middle class people, those who don't have financial literacy, tend to call it out. If you see my car, it's all without my asset. And this man is sometimes spending 60% of his, what he gets, all the labor. He's sending to somebody else who doesn't even use that car. And he's the owner of the company. Assets generate income. So, whereas assets put money in your pocket, liability takes money out of your pocket. 
Do you, do you get that? I hope you get that. Access puts money in your pocket. Liability takes money from your pocket. That's the way to know the difference between an asset and a liability. So, to the rich, if you find them, this gentleman used to be the richest man in the world, and uh, I think he became number three or number four, um, who owns a major share in uh, Coca-Cola, Warren Buffett. He's been living in a house for 50 years, small house, and driving a car. Do you know, every single day, people are buying in where companies is invested in. And they used to come there and all their life they are paying debts and paying and paying and taking their living good life. But this man, the income is coming to his pocket. And he's filling out of the pocket of the poor and the middle class. So assets put money in your pocket. Liability takes money away from your pocket. It's that simple. Asset is something that puts money in my pocket and liability is something that takes money from my pocket. So to be rich, Spend your life buying assets. If you want to be poor and remain in the middle class, spend your life buying liabilities. It's that simple. It's that simple. So, so not knowing the difference is what causes most, if not all, the financial struggle in the real world. Kiyosaki says, let's not compare and contrast the cash flow pattern of the rich and the poor. I want to take a young person, for instance. Okay, he gets his income, paycheck, on feeding or clothing or whatever. There is nothing, does not generate anything. So everything just comes, goes out. And uh, if you look at Proverbs 31, 16, 18 and 24, we begin to put in context uh, what this is about, how the poor will always be under the rich. It starts with financial literacy. If you don't understand financial literacy, the poor will always be working for the rich. They'll be buying, they'll be buying, they'll be buying liabilities, which the rich is producing. And the rich will buy assets, which the poor is indebted to. The poor people, when they get their paycheck, what do they do? They pay for rent, they pay for food, they pay for clothing, they pay for tax, eh? pay tax, VAT and all that. And then maybe they try to get a small car, which they'll be paying because it's debt financed. So they live from paycheck to paycheck. Now the middle class, what do they do? How do they live their lives? This is a study of conducting the developed environment. So, and uh, they get income. So they go into mortgage because this one can afford mortgage, food, clothing, taxes, and most time also they expense everything. So when they acquire vehicles, they do that, it's all a liability because they, they use debt financing and they are transferring all their money to this. What does the wedding class do? You find that what do they tend to buy? They buy stocks. They buy bonds, they buy real estate, they buy intellectual property, they buy all those things. Of course, they spend a small amount of money because you find the very wealthy people don't really eat much. That's the interesting thing about this life. The wealthy people are the least. The least people, because 
They are so they are so careful about their health, about what they are looking, what they spend on money is so small. And the bulk of their comes. So just assume, let's say a rich man, let's say he earns a thousand pounds. Thousand pounds is nothing, but you know, let's use it for the purpose of this. What he spends on food in a month might just be fifty pounds on the pounds. The other nine hundred pounds is spending it on investment. Because in any way he lives in his own house that he owns. And it's a small house. It doesn't go in on all these big mortgages. It doesn't do that. The rich man doesn't do that. So, what does he get? So he gets dividends. He gets interest. He gets rental on his cars and all that. And you know, and every time the whatever the wealthy man puts his money into produces income. Whereas the poor man, what produces most times, he call assets. They take money from his pocket. They produce expenses. This principle cannot be faulted because it's a tested principle. The diagrams, okay, are diagrams, you know, people largely handle their money the way they, they do after they get their money in their hand. Some people will say, when I have more money, my problem will be solved. More money does not solve any problem. More often than not, it compounds problems. People say when they have more money, their problems are often compounded. As I have liabilities, they begin to appropriate such money. I found people, you know, I I live in my own house, have my in my own house in the United Kingdom, and um, I bought a small house, and I do know people who are less means, who live in houses maybe four, four or five times the size of my own house, and that is a mortgage they will be on for life, got to pay back everything they've been working for for the life until they get to maybe eighty years, is to pay for the but because of the big house, I bought a small one. It's mine. So, so, whereas the wealthy is actually getting income from what he put down, or at least not, he's not spending money, but the poor is ever remains poor. It's a perpetuating circle. As he gets, he buys, because he says, I earn more money than he buys a bigger car. He buys a bigger house. He buys a bigger thing. And he moves from a place, he then moves to a place more big. And he does that. Until he changes the mindset. Now what am I doing? Is this thing bringing money to my pocket? Or drawing money out of my pocket? That literacy is what makes a difference. You know, in financial literacy. Now, before I conclude this, it's important I tell you something about minding your business. And I'll tell you what this means. Most people mistake profession for business. When one reads engineering, you read medicine, you read economics. Your professor is engineering. It's medicine. Maybe it's economic development or whatever. You read or you read. It is not a pro it is not profession that creates wealth. That's a mistake. So I want to go and read medicine. When I read medicine, I'll be very wealthy. When I read engineering, I'll be very wealthy. It's not what you read. That is why you can't count the first 1,000 this thing and say medical doctors who spent 16 years studying medicine and specialize. There's none of them on the word ladder. There's no. So it's not, it's not what you read. It's not engineering. It's not medicine. It's not whatever you read. What you read is professional business are two different things. It is not profession that creates wealth. So reading medicine does not create wealth. Reading engineering does not create wealth. It does not create wealth. It is the business 
that you create that creates wealth. Business is where you begin to receive income. You get to a stage in your literacy, understanding the law of the wealthy place, and that what then happens to you, yes, what then happens to you is that, you know, you then transform, if you're a medical doctor, then you then begin to invest in a hospital, and that hospital now begins to then bring money onto the, that even when you are asleep, you've now turned your profession into business. It's business that creates wealth. It's not profession. So that is the need for that. That's what I mean by minding your business. That is why, that's why the rigorous undertakings in the study of medicine, medical people have financial struggles throughout their life. Most of people you find in America who are struggling so much, they have poor medicine because they spend so much time, they borrow so much money, and at the end of the day, they just live in and they just live like that till they die. Medical doctors. So if you are in employment, keep daytime job, but start buying real assets. No liabilities or personal effects that have no real value once you get them home. So, you know, this is buying all kinds of gadgets and all that that have no meaning in your life and just in a, in a matter of a, of, of, a, of a year become obsolete. Keep your expenses low. Reduce your liabilities. Diligent build a base of solid assets. That's the only way you can move from poverty. You can be to move onto wealth. For children and young people, it's of vital importance for parents to teach them the difference between ourselves and liabilities and get them to start building solid assets, column, before they leave home. Because if you look at the wealthiest people on earth, most of them were wealthy as teenagers and then youths. It's not, it's not when you turn to 40 and 50 say you want to do well. It's only Warren Buffett that said that actually became a billionaire in his 50s. Every other person that is known today to be a billionaire, they became billionaire in their late 20s and 30s. So you begin to teach them early. So they don't focus on vain things. Let me buy big car, let me buy big car, let me buy all those things. Those things will be taking money away from you rather than building assets. It's assets, you know, and that's what you teach your children. And thankfully, my children have been learning those things from me. So I'm not surprised my first son, after five years, of full time, well, he started his own business, so he's still in employment, he runs his own business, he gets more money from his business. My second son, his job worked for two years, he set up his own business. Okay, my third son is an engineer, he's an engineer, of course, he works full time, but his son actually also works for me because he has my own business as well, where he can sit there and some additional income. And then I have my own daughter who, who's, uh, who's a lawyer, you know, and then does also a couple of things like that. So we need to teach them at home. If you then say he's going to be in school, it's home. That's why the issue of families, you know, if you, some time ago I was just teaching on godly family, a broken family, and the, the challenge of broken families, they don't actually have the opportunity of being taught these things in the broken homes. That's why it's important for homes, because the devil is actually contending for the soul of homes, so that they will not learn these things to give them freedom, and for them to prosper. So, I... I want to begin to conclude this, friends. Kiyosaki counseled that real assets that we should consider to put our money should include businesses that do not require, business that do not require so much of your presence. So businesses that do not require so much of your presence. So which you part all and you part to work for. While I'm able to do this, uh, have time to teach this today.
video is because I've obeyed this law. Invest in things in which I do not. So I have shares in things that I do not, I don't run. So I just, I can do anything I want, those things begin to generate income. So businesses that don't require your presence, we part own or fully own them, but they are managed and run by other people. If we have to work there, it is not business, it becomes a job. There's nothing wrong between a job, but out of that job, you can be to create business. That's what makes different. That's the transformation you need. My transformation. It can either start with a job, like I said, by managerial arrangement turn into a business. For instance, the key people who work with me are shareholders in the business. They are shareholders. So in other words, they are not just working there, but they also share in terms of what we get, the income stream. Those are the key people who work in our organization. So I encourage them to invest in other businesses as well. Into stocks, into shares, into bonds, you know, mutual funds, income generating real estate, which is the new area we are getting into now. As I said, my wife and I went to register for the course on this. We paid. We've not gone. We did it two years ago until my own son in the Lord, one of my children in the Lord, pastoring one of our churches in another kingdom, told me, said, Daddy, you don't need to go to where I'll come and teach you at home. Because he's gone for the course. Paid money, he did the course, he's already in it. He said, you don't need to go anymore. I'll come and teach you all you need to know real estate at home. And so I'm going to be investing in real estate. So, royalties from intellectual property, such as music, bulls, creeds, patents, anything that is valuable, produces income, or appreciates, and has ready market. Because if you are putting something that there's no market for, you are putting something you are just, you are just playing. If it's not providing solution and value for somebody, you are just wasting your time. So, if you are doing something just to entertain yourself, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. But prepare for the poverty that goes with it. But do something that becomes a solution to other people's problems. Deliver value to them and you get a part of that value. Fortunes are made more in new stocks. But they are riskier. So, we tend to encourage people. Kiyosaki throughout the year as an employee trader in real estate. So, Kiyosaki was an employee in a real estate company. But what was he doing? He was investing. And all the money he was getting was maybe just 10, 20 percent. And he was investing, investing until he became so wealthy. And he became wealthier than the company he was working for. So, and he kept this policy to build and keep your asset column strong. Once the dollar, once a dollar goes into it, never it comes out. In other words, when he puts money into investment, the money never leaves the investment. So he puts more. It gets deeper. In this way, your money works 24 hours a day and can work for generations. That is when you can actually leave inheritance for your children to a thousand generations. Let me tell you, I was doing a prayer meeting with my children because my children in different parts of the world. We're doing a prayer meeting uh, because we, we, we do, we, we now use this thing. So in the different countries, so I have some in the UK, in Canada, in the US, and then we then pray together. We have a day set aside to pray together. And in that uh, prayer, you know, doing that prayer meeting, and uh, we were just also praying concerning, and, and praying concerning, you know, you need to prosper, you need to do well wherever you are. Because the Bible tells us, wherever you step upon shall be unto you a possession. And so, in those prayer meetings, we're talking about some of these things. I want to conclude by just one more point. Is that the rich, what does it do? The rich ends... And 
What does it earn? It earns income through corporations and tax before he spends. But what does the poor do? He earns. He then spends what he has earned. Then they pay tax. What is the difference in that? The difference is that the wealthy because he does not pay the wealthy because he earns and then pays tax at the corporate level, at the individual level, the incidence of tax is so low. And that is why a head of government in the world, they say, bring your tax this thing. The man is not even paying tax. You know why? Because the wealth is done through stocks and institutions. That's the way the wealthy people do. The poor people, the incidence of direct tax, it almost kills them. They are the ones who also do this tax on their VAT consumption. They are destroyed. So, my concluding remark is that, counsel is, what ultimately to own a corporation around your assets? And you find you begin to multiply in wealth. So, you own a corporation around your assets. It is through this you can begin to actually have financial freedom and prosperity, and then you can begin to end financial struggle. So, thank you so much, and uh, bless you. And as you go on, or just mind this, you know, the obstacle to just really moving in this sometimes fear, laziness, cynicism, you don't really do these things, you know, these things. So, don't live in fear, walk in boldness, trust God learn, don't be cynical about this kind of teaching, don't be lazy about getting more and as long as you do all these things, go away from negative habits of always sleeping and wasting uh, you know, your spare time and all those things, being arrogant about certain things and you are humble. If you do all these things, I can tell you, you are actually walking your way to financial freedom and ultimately to the worthy place. Thank you for listening to us today and I look forward to seeing you the next time. But between now and that time, if you have questions, if you have comments, uh, you will see uh, numbers on the screen and you will also see uh, our email addresses. You can send those comments and your question to us. And it will be a pleasure to deal with them. Once again, thank you and God bless.